I see the world. It is how I see people. I want the employees to be in the best position. In a world where nothing is certain. I just want to feel better that I told the story. Maybe I can let other people know what it's like to grow up this way. The way you should follow today. From around the world. And that verbal abuse, a verbal abuse still causes scars. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome. Yeah, well, how's Adrian? Where is Adrian? Hey guys, you're gonna love this next interview. It's with Adrian Barker. She grew up in the promotional product industry and has over 35 years of experience on the distributor side of the business. She is also the author of Head Down, Shut Up, Growing Up in the Family Business, Kindle Edition. It's available on Amazon. She's combining her knowledge and understanding of the promotional product industry with her certification as an international etiquette and protocol consultant. Adrian brings more than just sales experience to the office. So she'll be speaking about her background in business, and she has also been speaking about some personal challenges which led her to write the book. I hope you really enjoyed the interview. I enjoyed it a lot. Adrian is very exciting and very lively. So, without further ado, here is Adrian. Hey guys, buckle up for a new episode in Men of Purpose Talks a podcast that will help you break the limitations in your life, which allows you to be a happier and more fulfilled you. Each week, we deliver the best hard-biting analysis from a range of topics with guests from around the world. I am your host, R. Irvin Padia. Daytona Beach. Florida, United States of America, Adrienne Barker. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, do I say R. Urban or is it Irvin? Irvin. What's he Irvin and for? Yes. yes, Irvin. Oh. So, so Irvin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's, I, anyone would feel good looking at you. I'm so happy that you could have. Um, being able to accommodate us today. I know that you have your own show and stuff. We'll get into that in a bit. But how is Florida today? Oh, warm. It's just, it's, it's, it was muggy today, but it is beautiful. We have the beach, and I'm about 10 minutes from the beach. I am three miles from NASCAR. So if you like the, the racing cars, we have that. But, oh, we drive on the beach. Yeah. So you actually can, you go on the beach in your car, you can park, yeah, and you can park, and then you can walk out to the ocean. And wow. that's what makes us very unique. Wow. So we're, we're the, we are the world's most unusual beach because we drive on the beach. <laughs> um, trying to uh, figure that out. Uh, how, how does that work? 
It's crazy. And well, this was years ago. You yes. Yeah, so so the sand is very packed. And years ago, they would start the races and they would race on the beach. And so the beach is something that that's why people come from all over. Because if you've got a big family and you've got coolers and all of that, you don't have to walk. You literally can park, put everything up, go on the beach. It's crazy. So it's uh, it could be dangerous if you have children. So if you have any children under the age of six, you got to really keep an eye on a child because they can run out. The cars go about, I think it's like five miles an hour. So you got to go, you know, go slow. You have to have your window, window down. You can't be on the phone. You can't have your radio on and you have to pay attention. But other than that, it's really cool. It really is. Um, yeah. Um, exhilarating. Have you, have you been doing a lot of driving on the beach lately? No, but I really need to. I really am missing the beach. So I haven't been to the beach for about oh, about a month. So I've been working uh, night times for the United States Census. And we count people. So that has taken up my time. So it's almost over. And then I definitely want to start spending my weekends. So 10 minutes away. It's not far. It's easy to go to. Uh, we have... Um, it's it's lovely. Daytona Beach is nice. There's Ormond Beach, New Smyrna Beach. I could go to St. Augustine driving up the beach. So the beach is on like my right and you just literally just follow the beach all the way up. That's beautiful. So yeah. Right now the weather is the weather is very warm in Trinidad. It's actually a very hot. So it's similar to Florida. So it is similar to Florida. I um I'm actually okay. I'm in between two beaches, so one beach is about say, about three miles away, and the other beach is about three miles. So yes, about the probably same um distance like you. Nice, very very nice. I don't know if it's as nice as your beach, but it's it's alright. Well, we get cold in the winter, so it's not we're not like warm all year round. So really. You don't want to go in the ocean till about June, unless you're coming from the northern. And then, of course, you're you know if you're cold blooded, then you're fine. But for for me, I need the temperature to be exactly eighty four point five, and then I will go in the water. If it's any colder, I'm not going in the water. And it gets cold. I bet you it's cold now. Okay, well we don't have that problem in Trinidad. We only have um, hot sun and rain. Uh, That's what we have. We have we have two seasons: rainy season and the sunny season. So other than that, the beach is never cool. We don't have that problem. We don't have yeah, I know. Don't brag. Don't brag. Okay. I'm jealous. Because, so, have you ever been to Trinidad? No, I would love to. Okay, definitely. Well, you now have a friend in Trinidad. Okay. Thank you. Have you. a friend in Trinidad. And, and it's a lovely place you would like it okay and good i know there's a lot of Trinidadians in florida in miami um yes. so hope, hopefully to be there soon some delicious restaurants so yes a lot of uh delicious trinidad restaurants in south florida not tell me, so I'm all ears. Tell me about tell me about you who is adrian back so I am 58 years young. 
And I have a pretty loud husband who does not know how to be quiet when I'm on the talking to someone. So I have a I have a beautiful daughter. Come here, Lana. So I have four, so I have four children. I have a 36-year-old. Oh, I'm actually doing this. You're being rude. I'm thir- I have a 36-year-old son, Alex. I have a twenty, a thirty-one-year-old son Sam who lives in Shanghai, full time. I have a twenty-five-year-old Rudy in Tucson, and I have a fourteen-year-old daughter named Alana, and I have a fourteen-year-old dog named Pickles who's blind and can't see anything, and he likes to poop everywhere, and he wears a diaper. Cool. And I sell promotional products which I like, so logo merchandise, that's fun. I also, so I also like to volunteer my time. So I'm chairwoman of Healthy Souls International, which is a nonprofit, a disaster relief nonprofit. So we are right now helping to, uh, helping to bring groceries to the front door, clean and sanitize our most vulnerable in our community, which are those that are over 65 that are, cannot leave the house due to COVID-19. So I love that. I love nonprofit. We also have in the United States SCORE. And SCORE, we do uh, mentoring for businesses. So we are uh, certified mentors. And I love that. So I'm a certified mentor and also the vice president of SCORE. I love that. And I hold my show, Candid Conversations. And I'm involved in the chamber I'm doing two leadership classes right now, so I love that too. So that takes up two days, and I just active in the community. You 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 seem as a, a jovial, very fun, easygoing person. You've been in creative branding and marketing, nonprofit. How do you balance your time, um, business, nonprofit, and the service industry? I know. I really wish that I had more energy. Like that's the one thing I feel that if I if I could get like I read people that get up in the in the early morning and they're doing the work and I need my sleep. So it's hard for me because I really I really need to sleep. <laughs> I'm not the energizing but buzzing. Look, I do get you tired. Look so full of energy. And I know. And energetic people keep going and going and going. So that's good. I do find balance. I think I find balance in my own head. And I just love people. And I love learning about people. And I love hearing stories. I really would like to just uh, just interview everyone in the world if I could. That, that would be the best gift. If I had a million dollars, I would just Go out there on the streets and interview everyone because that's the best thing. Everyone has a story. People are so beautiful, like you. You are a very beautiful man. And I just, I see the beauty in everyone. And I think that's really important. But it's not so easy living here in the United States. We have a lot of, uh, you know, our, our political season is very heated and that can wear you down. And of course, COVID can wear you down, and, and just other people's stresses can wear you down. So I just try to uh, say gratitude and really practice practice being thankful and giving as much as I can. You mentioned COVID. Has COVID 
affected your business in any way? Crazy, yes, it really has. So we we sell the branded PPE, like the masks. So we sell branded items, but I'm struggling, and I normally don't struggle in sales, and I'm having a tough time selling. I, I just I don't know what it is, and maybe it's me. I get it that maybe I'm not picking up the phone, and maybe I'm not reaching out. But it's such a tough time right now, and I'm in a new area too. So this is already like a new community for me. So I'm just I'm just. I'm just making connections. I think at first when you sell, you really got to make the connection and the friendship. And then you can start selling. So at least some people know me. So I'm doing my own marketing, all of my own marketing, and doing something like this shows and just sharing my story. Because I also wrote a book. Oh, I don't know if you know that, that I wrote a book. Tell us about it. So I grew up... I, I, so I grew up, my parents were wonderful, and they had, they had their own business. So they started in the logo merchandise business, and everything was great. I, was, I never had a coach. I never had someone to really help me. And I had a brother, actually both of them weren't really wonderful to me. And they would start, at one point they started saying to me, you know, nobody likes you. Nobody wants to work with you. Nobody respects you, Adrian. And it's always the core of every every conversation. Or I would hear this. You, Adrian, you love putting people down so that because it makes you feel better about yourself. And I, I don't and I was like, that doesn't even sound like me. But you can't argue if someone says, Urban, no one respects you, what do you say? Like, that's gonna be that's gonna hurt. Yeah. It hurt, and I couldn't say yes, they do, because that sounded lame. I couldn't say I couldn't ask someone, "Hey, Urban, do you respect me?" Because that was just weird. So it was a constant flow, and I finally just couldn't take it anymore. And then my parents passed away. My mom passed away first. My dad passed away. My older brother became the executor of the estate. And even though I had been away for a couple of years, all of a sudden, guess what started up again? Nobody liked me. Nobody wants to work with me. And I was like, okay, I need to stop this. And I need to stop it fast. And so I wrote a book. I figured I might as well call them out, speak up, speak out, tell them in the book and let other people know this is, this is, my story of growing up in a family business. Now they hear me say this and they're like, you're smashing us and you're, you know, you're bashing us on social media, but I'm not, I'm telling my story and whether they don't, I mean, obviously I have so many friends and my own family that were witness to, to all of this. And they, they, you know, they know it's true. So they can't come out and say, she's not telling the truth. As a matter of fact, they would never do that because it totally is a truth. It's just, um, it's been really an interesting time because you know what I needed? I needed a coach. I needed someone to really help me when I was in my 30s and 40s. And that would have made a big difference. I would have been able to stand up and speak up for myself back then. And mm -hmm. I think what I am guilty because I allowed them to do it once, twice, 10 times, 50 times. And then it just was every conversation was how they felt they could say it. Because I never 
I never argued about it. I just let them say it, but it didn't hurt who I was. I know that I, I know that I'm very likable and that people do like me and I'm comfortable of who I am. But right now, you know what? I'm speaking up because I'm sure there's other people that are dealing with this kind of nonsense with their siblings in a family business. Head down, shut up. Growing yeah. up in the family business. It's it's a, it's available on Kindle and it's, it's on Amazon. Yeah, it's a small little book. It's not even it's not even enough pages to print, but it was enough to share my story to say no more. And now I'll have to add to it. I have a couple of more stories to add. But, uh, but you know, we're still working on the estate. My brother is the, he's a horrible communicator. And it's, years ago, I used to say to my brother, you don't know how to communicate. Communication is the most important thing in the business. And you know what he told me? No, it's not. I'm wrong. Communication is not the most important thing in the business. And he would tell me things I really believed. Like, I, I didn't have Google back then. I, you know, I really believed a lot of what my brother said. And when Google came out and we had the internet and we could search things, I realized, oh my gosh, my brother was telling me things for years that wasn't, they were all his opinions. I got a load of opinions and pretty much zero facts growing up from my brother. Opinions on how he thought everything, how he thought a lawyer and whatever his opinion was, he shared it. But he never really shared like facts. So when you're younger and you're growing up and you're looking for like information, you kind of hope that someone's sharing some facts with you and not just all their opinion. I'm, I'm looking at Amazon here and I'm seeing a head, head down, shut up, growing up in the family business. How did it make you feel to express your feelings here, writing it down? Did it make you feel better about yourself? It really did. It really did. It got me to... And I've had so many conversations about it too. So like talking to you now, it's like free therapy. So thank you. <laughs> Send me the bill because honestly, it really does help talking about it. I can, because I, I don't blame them so much. I, I, I used to say to them, Irvin, I would say this. You think about this. How can it make you feel good saying something like that to someone? Every time they said, nobody likes you, I would think, that's an awful thing to say. Like, how, how does that even come out of their mouth? So sometimes when they're telling me that, I didn't really care what they were saying. I was just like, who talks that way? Who speaks that way to another human being? I could never imagine telling someone, no one likes you. But yet they would do it with such, like, revere. Like, they, like it was, like, a great for them. They would love it. And they just did it back in November. The only reason why they stopped is I wrote the book. So the reality is, my other brother called me the other day, like maybe a couple of months ago, and he said, he even used that. We've got the most money. We've got, we can hire the, the most attorneys. Our whole entire staff hates you, Adrian. And, you know, we, we've got to go for you, like all of a sudden, because they have more money than me and all of that. They do. They have more money than me because, you know what? I'm okay not having money. I don't want to work in a business where I'm just... They never even listened to me. My brother wouldn't even let me speak at different events. He was not the kind of brother that would say, let's have Adrian grow. Do you know what a servant leadership is? A servant leader? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I am innately a servant leader. It is how I see the world. It is how I see people. I want the employees to be in the best position. My brother is the opposite of a servant leader. He is not a servant leader. So in his mind, he never once did anything to really help me grow as a sister, as an employee in the business. There was nothing that he gave to me to help me be successful. Zero. All he gave me were put downs and put offs and unkind words. And that's all I got. And now he's older and that's exactly what I still get. You know what? It's not who I am. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'd rather live in my thousand square foot, small little place here than, uh, than be that nice person. You, you are expressing your feelings through your book. And what do you think would be the the outcome after this whole experience? I don't think I'll be making up with my brothers because they don't have that part. They're so angry with who I am. And there were some other things that were taking place um, that I really can't discuss. But the, at the end of it, I myself just want to feel better that I told the story. Maybe I can let other people know what it's like to grow up this way. And that verbal abuse, uh, verbal abuse still causes scars. I still have a hard time with a lot. They always made fun of my weight, always made fun of my weight. And that still is in my ear. I have a hard time when I look at myself. I'm always seeing like from their eyes calling me fat all the time. Even when I wasn't, they always did. It was always a joke. I was always a butt of their joke. And it wasn't funny. So I just want to make sure that I'm okay and that I can help other people. And that's really it. I mean, at the end of it all, I just want to, uh, I just want to, you know, now that we're, we have to be in business together because of my parents' estate, but I'd be happy if they, you know, bought, bought me out so I never have to see them again. To be honest with you, you know, the children are beautiful and you know, a lovely family. And that's sad to me. I hate that I lost my nieces and nephews. And I don't even know what my brother told them. But I will tell you what, his moral compass is skewed. He's not an honest person. So I'm sure he's never really told them the truth. He's probably, you know, make himself sound so great. He's not someone I used to say to him when I was younger, I didn't even know what I was saying. I would say, you should look in the mirror. Or do you go to bed at night and think about the day and what you've done and what you've said? So innately, I knew that there was something like off, like he's not, he's not like you and I, that we think with, you know, that you do something wrong and you think about it and maybe you apologize or you figure things out. He doesn't have that personality. He's very, um, he's narcissistic. Do you know anyone? Sorry. Do you know anyone that's narcissistic? Yeah, no, I know a few. Another few narcissistic people. Yep. So it's all about it's all about me, myself, and I. That mentality. What I say goes. Nobody else' opinion matters. I know everything. You knows nothing. I will tell you what to do. You kind of tell me what to do. You know that that personality type. Exactly. 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 And it's even more than that too. And. Um, Someone with narcissistic, they, they're pretty manipulative and they're pretty smart and mind if they hurt other people. So now that I know that too, it does make me feel better that, you know, I can never really have fought that anyways. 
there's no reason to fight with him because I'll never change his mind. And so that makes me feel better. So I think it, it, I learned who he was by really researching it. And so I, I'm, I'm like the least narcissistic person that I was not, I, you know, I'm just not that way. So dealing with that is, is interesting. I believe in life, this situation comes and it comes um, in the most untimely um, situation in terms of your family. You wouldn't want to be at war with your family. You actually want to be at war with your enemies and you don't want to think that your family is your enemy. But I believe um, after this experience, you will be better off for it. You will grow from it. It will come against you definitely to try to bring it won't bring you down because your spirit is stronger than that. I could see that your spirit is stronger than that. And you wouldn't you don't hold on to grudges. And the, the best thing and the safest thing to do is to just release it. Just let it go. And forgiveness is the number one thing. You had this thing in you all the time. You had to let it out. You wrote a book. You spoke about it. And right now you're, it's fresh. You're still going through this thing. So it's, it, it, it's impossible for you to not think about it. But um, the more you hold on to it, that's the more it will affect you moving. What you're doing, you're expressing what you're doing. But that's one word of advice. Don't stay there. Move on. Because you're a loving person. You're a loving person. And you are a very uh, helpful person. And... And somebody like you would have normally been um, probably, you might have been narcissistic yourself. You might have been self-opinionated. You might have been keeping things to yourself and not sharing. But you're doing the complete opposite. You are helping people. You are mentoring people. You are trying to be a community leader. And that's very impressive because you could have said, I've been done wrong. I've been um, spoken against. This is not fear that's happening to me, so I'm keeping to myself. But you're not doing that, oh, and wow. that's beautiful. You're not doing that. You are definitely not 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 trying to hold a grudge. You are definitely not trying to to get payback. You are helping others, and that's commendable. I must commend you for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. And I will. You know what's funny? I could be they I could be in the room with them and I'm, I'm gonna be nice. Of course I would I mean that's I don't know how to be nasty. So for me, when I write to them, when I all my emails are nice, I don't you know I could tell you how I feel, but if they were right here next to me, you people probably wouldn't even know. And I've had to spend time with my brother. And he had a problem. I remember he came to my dad. He said, I can't be with Adrian in this, in, you know, my dad's condo. And I was like, what are you, five? Like, just ignore me if you can't. Like, I, I don't even bother him. I, I smile and I say hello and I'm kind and nice. And I was like, what is this problem? But I literally, and I wouldn't even be fake. I just am a genuinely nice person. So I really don't think, like, they don't have to worry that I'm going to um, smash them every time I see them and, and carry the anger because I don't, I really, I really feel like I don't, but I need to hear those words. I'm ready to move on. 
but still, as an author, you got to tell your story too. So it's kind of like, I does an author just say, "Well, I'm not going to share my story anymore"? So it is my story, but the outcome is the best part that I can speak up. And I got on the stage this summer in August. Um, it was like a TED talk, but it was a TED talk with like 20 slides every 15 seconds. You know what? I actually stood on the stage during rehearsal and nothing came out of my mouth. I had to get off the stage because it's so difficult to talk about the things like this on a stage where you know you're talking to however many people will be watching the video. And it took me a while. So during rehearsal, I had a, a total like flop. Like I stood on the stage, could not say a word. They kept trying to help me, and I just said, I can't do it tonight. And I walked off. It just, I couldn't do it. But it's, uh, so I had to, that was tough. But I ended up doing it. I did, it was called uh, Stand Up and Speak Out. And I told my story, but I stood up and, and shared it. Like, I was proud that I, I got through it. And you're right, what I've learned from it, and it's, and then you have to um, know yourself. I love I'm, a, I'm very positive. I do see the sky is sunny on even the cloudiest days. Like, that is what I see. And I'm a forward thinker. That drove my brother crazy. Forward thinkers, we always say, what if? And we're always, like, trying to figure out, like, the next step. And my brother would say to me, so if we had a conversation, I would be forward thinking, saying, well, what if this and what if that? And he would say, you're so negative. You're always negative, but I, I wasn't negative. It's just my mind and how I'm thinking that made it sound negative. But And then I realized I'm also like the 10th man. If you put 10 people around a table, I'm going to be the one that's going to want everyone to think a different way or at least, at least challenge themselves and make sure. So everyone's going to say yes, yes, yes to the person in charge. And I'm going to say, but what if? And they could because you have to do that. You need one person to get everyone to try to look at something a little differently. Powerful, powerful. I would like to see that video. Okay, where, um, you have a very lovely website, by the way. Um, um, I looked at your website. It's very lovely, very professional. I love it. Um, I do it where, where, What, you did that for yourself? Yeah, I've learned how to do websites. I think I have like seven of them now. And I'm learning how to do my YouTube channel. So I'm waiting for the the um, the, lead, the the chamber who did this elevate. I'm waiting for them to give us the individual uh, videos because otherwise it's like a long six hour video you gotta wait on. So, anyways, I hope that I get it soon because I can't wait to share it. So, I mean, you have a lot of places, you know, that you are here online. You are all over the website. But if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how can we get in contact with you? Call me on my phone, 631-4577. And you know what? I answer the phone, too. So I, I have no problem getting my phone. It's the only number I have, the only phone I have. Okay. I call that pro. Can you, I'm cool. can you repeat the number again one time for us? 386-631-4577. Or you can reach me by Messenger, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat. <laughs> I am not on TikTok. Well, 
there are some videos of me on TikTok with my daughter, but we won't talk about those. <laughs> I, I want to give you the last words. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate this again. You're a wonderful person. I'm happy that, you know, we had this interview. I hope this is not the last time we get to speak together. But I want you to share the last word with us. What would you like to say to our audience? It really is important to understand and learn and be a servant leader. It's so important to me to make sure that we we uplift people and we make sure that we take our friends and our family and our employees and help them to be the best that they can be and work with people. And I do love coaching and mentoring and helping anyone. And if you need any help, you just let me know. I think that it's so important. I, you know, I'm happy to wear the same clothes every single day. I wash them, I mean, but, but anyways, like I don't need, you know, I have one pearl necklace. I think it's fake, but I have one necklace that I wear that I like, but I don't need a lot in life. And I don't think any of us really need more than what we have. And if I had more, I would just give away more. So I think all of us, I just want to remind people, love everyone, no matter what color of the skin they are, no matter, no matter what, just love people for who they are. I'm not talking about people that are mean and do rotten things, by the way, obviously. But, you know, there's so much good in the world. So see the good in the world. And that's the most important thing. So if I go tomorrow, I want people to know that all I ask is just be kind to each other. And it's easy and it's free. Smiling at someone is free. Yes, it is. Smile. And you have a beautiful smile. And you're going to leave us here with that beautiful smile. Thank you again. Uh, have a blessed, blessed, blessed evening. Okay? Thank you, my new friend. And I can't wait to interview you. Thank you. As soon you're as you're awesome. ready. As soon as you're ready. Thank you. Have a blessed night. You too. You're lovely. Thank you. This was fun. It was. Simply tell a friend about the show that will help us out too. If you would like to be on the show, send us an email. Men 85 at gmail.com. See you next time.